Episode 4, Citizenship. Did you know that 52 words in the U.S. Constitution grants every citizen their equal rights? You might be asking yourself, how can that be possible? Well, let me share with you those 52 words. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. This famous paragraph is called the Preamble. It is located in the U.S. Constitution. Hello everyone, welcome back to my Setting the Scene podcast. I'm Miss Hinojosa. Remember, the purpose of this podcast is to have a conversation about anything and everything social studies. I hope this podcast will help you with your assignments. Today's discussion is about being a good citizen. We are going to talk about what a citizen is, why it is important to be one in the United States, and how you can become a good citizen even now in fifth grade. I also have a special surprise for everyone. Let's jump into today's topic. So the first thing we're going to talk about is what exactly is a citizen? A citizen is a person who is a legal member of a community or country. Anyone who is born in the United States is automatically a citizen. That means kids are citizen too, even if they don't have all the rights of adults. Being a citizen in the United States means that uh, we are granted universal rights. These are rights we get at birth, for example, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Being a citizen comes with responsibilities and limitations too. We will talk about those responsibilities and limitations later in the podcast. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, how do you become one if you weren't born in the, in the United States and now you live here? You need to know that you don't need to be born in the United States in order to become a U.S. citizen. As we know, the United States has a huge immigration population. That is what makes us so special and unique. People who move to the U.S. from another country can still become a citizen later in life. These immigrants have to go through a process called naturalization in order to become a legal citizen. This process requires a person to fill out an application, go through an interview process, and to take a test. For more information on this, please watch the Brain Pop video um, in your assignment. Now it's time for the surprise. Today I have a special guest joining me, my good friend Elisa. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How about you? Good. <laughs> so we're recording this over the phone. So yep. she might sound like she's a little bit farther away, but that's okay. So congratulations, you're our first interview. How do you feel? <laughs> uh, I am honored and surprised. <laughs> All right, so let me let me catch you up on this week's topic. 
So this week's topic is about citizenship and what it means to be a good citizen. And I know you've helped your mom get her residency card, and then you had told me that your dad actually got his citizenship. Um, But before we get into that, can you just give us some background information um, on your parents or on your mom? So, like, what country were they born in, and what was their reason for them to immigrate to the United States? Yeah. So, um, my parents are both from Mexico. Um, My dad is from Torreón, Coahuila, Mexico, and my mom is from Michoacán. Uruapan, Michoacan in Mexico. Um, my dad, he was he was um, part of a well, a family of twelve, and so um, it was a really small town in Mexico, really um, not low income, and so he, um, you know, everyone knows that in America there's better opportunities, um, um, you know, the American dream. So, of course, he um, came, um, came to the United States to be able to work and to be able to provide for his family in Mexico um, and, you know, try to find a better job opportunities, um, a better future. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom, um, she um, is uh, a home of a, uh, my grandma was a single mother and she actually ran an orphanage in Mexico and um, my mom helped out a lot with running that orphanage but of course um, there was an opportunity to um, pursue education um, with the connection from their church in Mexico to a church over here in California in the United States so um, um, the director of that um, church or that you know a charter school um, invited my mom to come and um, have more education um, pursue more education over here and so she took that opportunity yes um, so before in the past couple of weeks they learned about um, immigration and that's one of the biggest reasons why people decided to move to the United States was because a better education and a better way of life more opportunities than they would in their country yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely the case with my parents. Yes, and they've been doing really well <laughs> making that good decision. Uh, so who's going through the process of becoming a resident or who who has been through this process that you know? So first, um, I would say first it was uh, my dad. He went through, um, he was able to get his citizenship through a special program in the early 90s um, um, back when Ronald Reagan was still president of the United States. There was a special program, and it kind of speeded up the process for people who were um, applying for citizenship. And so he was able to um, get his citizenship pretty quickly. Um, He um, also, my dad had immigrated to the U.S. when he was 18, and so he had a couple of years to learn English. You know, it wasn't perfect, but he did learn the language, Mm -hmm. and so it, it was very helpful um, to for him to be able to get the citizenship also very quickly um, so he was able to do that and um, for my mom it took longer because my dad when you apply for residency um, and then eventually citizenship um, you have to have someone apply for you and so my dad applied for my mom and um, and it and so with that there's a process there is an interview and all of that that she had to do and it did take a little longer Yes, because your mom is slowly learning English still. Yeah. She's gotten a lot better. I, we can talk to each other now. <laughs> yeah, 
Definitely. Yes. I does understand it, but, you know, again, a lot of people who have immigrated from the U.S. from other countries also might be shy um, to speak English when it's not native because they feel like people are making fun of them or anything. And I know sometimes she felt that way, but I always try to encourage her. I'm like, no, Mom, you got it. Yes, exactly. Even though it can be funny when they say things in English with their accent, but it's, you know, good to encourage Yes, exactly. Um, and then can you tell us what the difference is between a citizenship or like a residency? Yeah, so a residency is kind of, uh, maybe you've heard the term green card before. It's yes. basically like a permit or um, kind of getting them uh, permission to stay here in this country. Um, um, either some of them could be like work permits, like work green cards where you're specifically asking to stay here for work or just, you know, to be able that you've made a life here. Um, you know, my parents have been here for more than 20 years already. And so, um, we've built a life here. And so my, you know, that's the reason we also, my parents wanted to stay here because they wanted to raise us here in the United States with our opportunities that are here. So, um, it, it is more of a permission to stay here. And I think every five years or every 10 years, mm-hmm. they have to renew that permission. They have to pay um, to be able to do the renewal. Um, and uh, citizenship, it's citizenship, you actually become a citizen of the United States. Um, so um, you have all the rights and, um, of of course, any other natural-born citizen mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. In the United States. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it, it helped your mom, I guess, get her residency card because of you and your brother and of your father, too. Yeah, and so, and it's a lot safer if you have a, a residency mm-hmm. card, um, you know, with any, like, any issues of having to be deported or anything like that, uh, residency usually is the legal way to go about it, so yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, um, so let's get into more of, like, the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so for your mom, since we'll, we'll talk about her a little bit more, um, how did she apply for her residency? So there is an application for her? Yes, yeah, so there is an application um, to be able to be a resident um, or even for instance, if you have to have someone to kind of sponsor you or to kind of um, apply for you, kind of. Um, putting themselves in responsibility of you of the fact that you're asking for residency or citizenship and so my dad because he was already a citizen that was very helpful um, but they had someone else um, that they knew help them with the whole process filling out the application um, because of course the whole legal thing um, and so he applied um, for her he he did an application kind of saying I'm asking for residency for my wife and um, they did go to an interview as well had to pay a couple hundred dollars or so um, to be able to apply for that for res- for residency yeah mm-hmm. um, and then was there any type of test that she needed to take, kind of like asking about specific information um, about her or like the United States or not yet? Not yet. So um, those are typically for citizenship, and my mom has uh, studied some of those questions. Um, but for residency, they just do an interview. I believe mm-hmm. she had to do an interview with my father. Um, I know they um, – because it's um, – they're married, they do an interview together and then separately kind of ask them questions about their life, 
about, you know, what their um, um, status is in, on living in the United States, you know, their job and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just paying those couple hundred dollars. And for citizenship, you do have to learn about a hundred questions of U.S. history. And then they only ask you a couple of those questions. So you just learn it. Um, and then out of those questions, they ask you about 10, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so it almost seems like residency is kind of like a step before citizenship. So you kind yeah. of go halfway, get your residency card, and then if you choose to, go towards the citizen route. Yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and then last question, um, how long did it take your mom to get her residency card? So for my mom, it actually took her 11 years. Um, uh, which is a very long time. We've actually, there's been people who've done shorter, some people who've done even longer, um, because um, we, for my dad's job, we had to move around a lot. And so each time we moved, she had to, you know, ask for the documentation to go to the closest office or, uh, you know, location of where we were living. And then she had to confirm that we were a resident, that we had a residency there, you know, that we lived there um, and all of that. So it's almost, it's like if it started the whole process again. Um, So that's why it took uh, longer than normal. Yes. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Well, thank you for all your information and being our first interviewer or interviewee. Thank you for having me. It was nice and easy. Hope maybe we'll get some of our other friends to come on. Now we know what a U.S. citizen is and steps you can take in order to become one. Now we're going to talk about why it's so important. Being a U.S. citizen is so special and important because we get our universal rights, which means they cannot be taken away. Our life, our liberty, and the pursuit of our happiness, whatever that may be. We also have something called the Bill of Rights. These are the first 10 amendments in our U.S. Constitution. It contains rights designed to guarantee individual freedoms. So the right to bear arms, freedom of speech, freedom of press. Several of which um, of these amendments apply to our criminal procedures. A right to um, a jury, a quick and speedy trial. As we grow up, we obtain more of these rights, like voting or driving. Let's talk about some rights you gain as you get older. You can run for president when you are 35 years old. You cannot run for president when you are 10 or 22. You can, though, apply for a driver's permit when you are about 14 or 15 years old. 14 in most states. You can register to vote and you're no longer a minor. When you turn 18, that means you are an adult. You can apply for a driver's license when you are 16 years old. You can also apply for a U.S. passport and social security number at birth when you're born. You can legally be employed as an adult when you are 18. And when you are 15 and 16 years old, you can be legally employed as a child. These are all the rights you gain, and then some, as you get older. These are just a few examples. 
Now we've come to the part of the podcast where I'm going to explain what a good citizen is and how you can be one now in fifth grade. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, being a citizen comes with responsibilities. Let's talk about them. Being a good citizen means that we obey the laws and we respect the rights of other people. This is something you can do now at all ages. It is important that individuals, citizens, do more than exercise their most basic rights and responsibilities. In order to improve our government and society, individuals have a duty to participate in civic affairs. Citizens can do this at a local, state, and national level. For example, we can vote in government elections. We can stay informed about issues by reading or watching the news. Many citizens, volunteers, or joins organizations that work on issues they care about. I volunteer with the San Antonio Food Bank, giving out necessary supplies to people who can't afford them. That is something I am passionate about. I want to give back to the community who helped me when I was growing up with my mom and siblings. You can volunteer too. Find what you're passionate about and help. You can volunteer at pet shelters or even the food bank as well. These issues often generate online petitions that individuals add their names to. Other, um, others run for political office. Some even write emails to newspapers to share their views on a subject. All of these things make you a good citizen. Let's recap on what we've learned today. We learned the importance of being a U.S. citizen. We know that by being a citizen, we are guaranteed individual freedoms, several of which apply to criminal procedures because of the Bill of Rights in our Constitution. We talked to my friend Elisa, and she told us about her mother's experience and her father's experience of becoming a citizen and permanent resident. We also learned what it meant to be a good citizen. Remember, we all have a role to play in our society. It deals not only with our rights, but our voices. To be a good citizen, just think of our class quote. Good thoughts, good words, good deeds. Good citizens inspire good thoughts in others. They say good words to others, and they do good deeds to help support others. That is our duty as U.S. citizens. have it everything you need to know about citizenship thank you so much for listening to this podcast again i am miss Hinojosa, and i will talk to you next week